This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to PTBN's NBA team podcast. We are in the midway point of the regular season. It's, uh, I mean, I feel like we're stuck in the middle for a lot of things, but um, in life and sports and NBA in this conversation, but we'll get to the end. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Reich. I am joined by Adam Murray. Adam, like, do you feel like, do you feel the grind of the NBA, of the regular season now that we're at the midway point? Okay, Marin Morris. Marin Morris, who's that? Isn't she the pop singer who had stuck in the middle? Meet me in the middle, huh? I I I, I don't know. So that there was a seventy said. song called "Stuck in the Middle." Yes, and there's that's also the one Welcome in, in that's the, the one in that's the one in uh that's the one in Reservoir Dogs where he's like doing the cha cha and he's cutting off the guy's ear. <laughs> and, and let us not forget Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I heard they were making a movie about it. Like um, they're doing a movie of the show. Brian well, Cranston. why wouldn't they? Because there's nothing. I mean, young kids don't watch TV. Old people don't have, the, you know, the the stars of yesteryear don't have any clout anymore. So it's just well, let's bring back, uh, you know, shows that people our age like. Like I know they're bringing uh, what is it? Zoe one hundred one is getting a Paramount Plus movie, and it's yeah. just like oh, all these streaming companies. Well, okay, let's just. I mean, everything old is new again. I mean, I mean, we're we're not a wrestling podcast, but we're on a wrestling centric feed. You heard Vince McMahon is back because he's trying to get a sale done. Uh, that's just, it, it's not good. So, so the rest of the IWC is like in a kerfuffle. I don't know if you're on that side of the fence, but like it's it's bad. Stay away. <laughs> I don't think things are too toxic in the NBA. It actually feels kind of mellow. Like it. it I mean, there are teams winning. Like the Memphis is sort of on a streak. Uh, Damian Lillard is kind of hot, but the, overall, you know, we had those big, big performances. You know, from superstars. You know, the seventy points by Donovan Mitchell after we recorded was amazing. I don't think we have to go back about it though. Everyone knows what happened, but it feels like it's sort of calmed down with like the the high end performers, sort of people taking sort of taking it easy for a few weeks since we recorded, and also teams just not. It feels like win-loss, win-loss, almost across the board. Well, yeah, you have a lot of teams just sort of, you kind of know whether, like, you know, know, Washington, Orlando, Detroit, Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston, kind of Oklahoma City. You know, like, okay, we're not going to be in in the end, (laughs) so let's go back to our tanking thing and... Other teams are well. We're in it, and we can, we you know we can't keep going into the Chicago and Toronto and Atlanta and Minnesota. Well, what do they do? They need to change things up, and it's panic time, panic button. We need to, you know, gut the team and whatever. Um, you can't <laughs> there's so many this... there's, there's so many panic buttons. I don't know. People don't know which button to push. Like <laughs> it's like is that the is that our panic button or is that the other team's panic button? You know, but it feels also... like everybody is freaking out over things that honestly we're at a point of the season where I don't think you need to freak out just yet. If that makes sense. But that's what people ha- do best, and we had mentioned the shortcomings of Toronto, Chicago, and the Lakers, and that did everyone else as did everyone else in the previews. 
So we know what they were getting into. And, you know, let's just let me just start with the Lakers. Like, yeah. OK, the whole thing comes down to, well, we have two picks or what we have left are two first round picks. Well, we need to dump those immediately to help LeBron now. And but at no point are they a championship caliber team. So you're just yeah. making. And Rob Polinka, <laughs> Rob Polinka went on the interview circuit and said, uh, pump the brakes on that. You know, we're not going to be giving away picks just for that. Right? Like going into the season. Well, yeah. OK, this is sort of LeBron's uh, the beginning of the end. And even LeBron has sort of mentioned it like, yo, man, I'm old. This this can't keep going. So he's played great. I will say that. I can't remember all the like singular games he's had over the last week with Anthony Davis being out. He's ramping up according uh, according to reports, meaning AD. I don't know when he'll be back. If I had to guess, I'll probably be in like in two weeks at the minimum. But like LeBron has been putting in the work. He's like less than 400 points away from Kareem. I don't I'm listen, I'm not a mathematician. So like next time in two weeks, I highly, highly doubt he'll be near that threshold. So we'll we'll have more time to talk about that one, the record. And the funny thing is you have you know, you want to blame everything. You know, you have your first round picks. How come all how come Miami has made a career of making unsigned draft picks into people? And mm-hmm. the Lakers, you know. You can't find like sort of one decent player, a couple decent players. They've had a couple. Austin Reeves has been good. You know, they've had a couple of uh, singles in their in their uh, like an undrafted market type of thing. But yeah, I agree with you. Like like in Miami, even San Antonio, they seem to find who's bad, terrible, bad. But like they find players that can like produce down diamonds in the rough. Right. And. Okay, we don't have, you know, draft collateral. Maybe we should just toss a ton of money into our scouting department. No, 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 we we don't. We're just going to be delusional and say everybody wants to play with LeBron. Everybody wants to play in L.A. So at trading something, you know, just to get out of Westbrook, which is sort of a lateral move to begin with. Well, let's trade Heald and uh, Miles Turner for him. Okay, that's great. Well, who's your bench now? You have zero bench. Mm-hmm. So, and that we, that showed in that Nuggets game. I, I don't know if you saw this. LeBron sat a game, and it was basically Westbrook, and they got easily beat. And I don't even think Jokic played. Actually, I take that back. I think Jokic played. Jokic took one day off. They said it was a wrist injury, but and some people were sort of freaking out because Jokic is. I don't want to. I don't know if he's the front runner for MVP, but he's really close. Like it's probably him, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum. Am I missing somebody else that might be honest? Giannis Luca. It's, it's those. Yeah. And. Yeah. Okay. But. Again, what's the point of getting rid of this capital? Bolts. You got every piece of value you have for just to make a, a six seed at top best. It doesn't sort of make much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one team that I don't think they're in panic mode because a lot of these guys, a lot of the reason they're struggling is due to people being out at the same time due to injury. But I do think they do need to, they might need to, uh, make a bit of a change. And that's, that's the Phoenix Suns. Like, what do you think they should do? The Phoenix Suns are just sort of in a funk. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They're, I think they, I believe they've lost like six of their last seven. Uh, six to last seven. You always have a player going out with an injury. Booker being out was enormous. Like when he went out, that was like, wow. You know, he was an MVP candidate at that point. And, and Paul's been out before and just, it's hard to get in, you know, DeAndre, it's hard to tell if 
the team really likes him or not. He they produces s- well, but they he, don't always win when he has big games. You know? He produces, but he still doesn't. They don't seem to be like, yeah, we like you. It's just, well, we were forced to keep you. Yeah. Type deal. And, um, but with, but with, if you look at those box scores, I mean, they're getting, they're trying, they're desperately looking for like production out of people like Dwayne Washington and Damian Lee, like people that you can't rely on night after night, you know? So you would imagine that when the starters come back, you know, Cam Johnson, who supposedly might be back soon, Booker, obviously, um, whatever they get in return for Jay Crowder, I would say it's almost an inevitability, Adam, that he's going to get traded. But whatever they get in return for that, like, I think they're going to be okay once they get back to it. But being, like, right at 500 at this point versus what they were the previous two seasons is not good. Well, they're also under 500, and they're the 10th spot right now. But that's the West. So mm-hmm. you lose five games, you essentially go from third to out of the playoffs. Yeah, it's very, very um, slim. It's still very, very a narrow. Whereas in the East, it's starting to tear a little bit. Like, it looks like it's going to be just Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and um, who's the New other York. one? And, uh, well, the Knicks are good. And then, uh, well, if you meant the Nets, did you mean the Nets? Oh, I thought you already mentioned them. No, I didn't say the Nets. I'm sorry. So the Celtics, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Cavs, they sort of, and even the Sixers, they seem to be like pretty well situated. You know, yeah, I, was, they're the five. I think New York Brunson has been very good for them. Really good. Like three straight games with 30 points or more. Right. And you sort of have to give them the edge over Miami because Miami still has that. You know, well, you know, they're going to turn it on after All-Star. They'll turn on in April like they always what do. What did you it's think just, of? I'm sorry to cut you off. What did you think of the Jimmy Butler game when he got 23 free throws? How one player gets more than an entire team <laughs> combined. Yeah, like that's just come on. That was against the uh, that was against the Thunder, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know the Heat, the first team to ever hit all forty for forty. It's like, well, what did the other team get? Oh, the other team only got twenty-one. Oh, well, that seems to be completely not called evenly. Oh, it was at Miami. Oh, gee, uh, not not good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a weird one. Bam Adebayo has played well. Um, did you see the one where Gabe Vincent had a game where he shot like almost eighty percent from the field and he had like five steals? Like that's another guy where they basically picked him up off the street. You know, uh, talking about going back to that Laker talk with development of players um, when you don't have assets. Um, the Kings seem good. Like they seem well situated. Um, the Pelicans, Zion's out now. He had a hamstring issue. Brandon Ingram is still not completely ready yet from the toe injury. They still seem to be good. They have dropped a few. Um, but um, I would McCollum say, and nobody. Yeah, McCollum's been uh, playing well. Jonas had a monster game against, I think it was the Pistons, who are decrepit. Um, I mean, talk about an idea. Like, like, I love this idea of, like, we're going to show the NBA's best when we go to Paris, France, because they're doing these, like, uh, international kind of outlets, like they did Mexico City. Well, they're going to go to Paris, where the Olympics are in a couple of years. Well, they got the freaking Bulls and the Pistons. <laughs> that's yeah, but not... also Killian Hayes is from France, or played that the French. That is true. That so is... you sort of try to, well, let's maybe, get maybe when, when Maybe Webinyama can sit at courtside and watch his new team. <laughs> As the conspiracy theories grow oh, with... God. Oh, Adam, do you not think Victor Webinyama will not be courtside for that game? Come on. Uh, of course. I'm surprised he won't be doing the opening tip or... Oh, exactly. Uh, He'll be treated like Prince William, like like Mary and Harry and Meghan. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Speaking of, of which, <laughs> just completely changing topics for a quick second. 
can we just eliminate the dunk contest? Yeah, I saw who was it? KJ Martin is going to be in it. I mean, he's a good dunker, but like, am I excited about it? No, of course not. I actually like the three point contest. That's my favorite. Well, th- that sort of has become the now the go to. The, the dunk contest used to be it, but it because has the been... three pointer is the new dunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of everybody's hitting them crazy. So, oh, he hit 25, he hit 30. Um, no, I wasn't referring to KJ Martin and, um, oh, who is it? Um, it's oh, not God. Dyson Daniels. Um, Portland's pick, Shaden Sharp. Oh, Shaden Sharp. Mm-hmm. But no, Mac McClung from the G League is going to be in the NBA dunk contest. They couldn't get Why? any NBA player. You have to get a G League player to be. That's so we could just cancel it now. Everybody, the the fact that they make let them do twenty tries, has killed it. We know why. Risk of embarrassment. No star player wants to go out there and be like, "I want to lose. I want to go out there and have a great dunk and lose." They want to be guaranteed they're going to win. That's the reason why they do it. Well, it used to be the you know the, the, all the young greats used to do it. Then, oh well, you missed a few, and then well, you spent a minute and a half, and you're it's just embarrassing doing a minute and a half of blown dunks, and then. <laughs> But just you need to, if you're getting minor league players into it, mm-hmm. it can't be. You should just throw that on Thursday with the WNBA slash NBA slash legend uh, punt pass and kick competition there. <laughs> That's in Utah. Um, they, I mean, they're still kind of like in that little like area, like in that seven ten range with uh, a lot of other teams in the West. Because, you know, we talk about how slim it is. It's also a little slim down there where, like, you could be out pretty fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Utah, I- another team. Please pay us. You know, we want a first-round pick for anybody you want. Well, the the the, the way the league has sort of changed, uh, the, the, ter- the short-term rental is no longer a thing. Just like, well, Indiana, well, we're going to trade you unless you sign an extension. We don't want to keep you and lose you for Oh, well, that's what rumor Christian is. That's Wood. what happened with uh, yeah, Christian Wood. And there's that, that supposedly also happened with uh, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So we'll you, see. We need to trade you because we don't want to pay you and get nothing. Oh, what's your asking price? Well, asking price is three firsts and like Atlanta, John Collins. Well, we need to get back some of that DeJounte Murray Hall. So we want two to three firsts for that, him. That is becoming a little bit of a sneaky mess going on where like they brought in Landry Fields. We talked about it on the last show. Now they're bringing in Kyle Corver to be like an assistant GM. And now there's a story that's circulating that basically the DeJounte Murray deal was not, it basically wasn't the decision of the former GM Travis Schlink is so now it's starting to get a little messy where, all right, now we're not good at like, you know, we're too expensive to be mediocre. Now we're going to have to shed some people, but we don't know how many people we can get rid of because we gave up so many draft picks to the Spurs to get Murray. And then the Spurs and then uh, Trey having problems with McMillan. It's, it is going to get, it is getting a little messy with Atlanta. I don't think they're a bad team. Like, I think that they kids still actually, I think honestly, Adam, that the Hawks still have time to figure it out. But I don't understand, and maybe you can help me with this. What's the point of saying I need this huge draft haul for a marginalized player who we want to get rid of? Because you want to get tit for tat for what you lost in the Murray deal. But isn't it? And the owner doesn't, and the owner or owners, because there's multiple owners for the Hawks, they don't care about like how how, the fact that you're not going to get that from Murray, that haul. They just want to be able to recoup what they lost. Sort of like what happened with. um, the Rockets when they gave up a lot of that stuff to get Westbrook, and then they immediately wanted to patch up what they lost by trading away other assets. You know, 
you know, and like I understand Toronto saying we want a haul for anybody because if Van Fleet, yeah, he deserves a high price. Pascal Sycamp, I thought he, I got to tell you, did you see the press conference? I thought he handled that very, very well. No, and, I did not. What? Uh... So, oh, so the rumor was that he. Um, I'll 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 rewind. So the rumor was that he had turned down a five-year one hundred or four-year one hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he said I was never offered it. Yeah, and they uh, and he basically basically it started swirling all over the place, and you know to the point that local beat was basically like he doesn't want to be here. Well, he went on in a press conference. Either it was a post practice press conference or a post game press conference. I can't. I don't know which one. And he basically got it out there. Look, I have a player option. It's within my it's it's within my interest to exercise opting out of it because I can make more that way. And he wishes that people would understand that. And I actually got his point of view. You know, some people think that players are not like they think the agents handle all this. and They don't know what's going on. Players know exactly what's going on. <laughs> you know, you need to give them the benefit of the doubt. And if family can make more money by opting out in the summer and not committing to an extension now, that's not that's not being shrewd. That's called being smart. Yeah, and there's a difference between I want to do that and get every penny I can as opposed to Giannis, who was like, you know what? I'll take slightly less mm -hmm. for the guaranteed bring people in. There, yeah. There's two different philosophies. And uh, Toronto, like, you know, is in, they overachieved and now they sort of fallen back to where they are. Yeah, Siakam is not, uh, Siakam's awesome, but he has had kind of like, I feel like when Siakam has great games, they win, and when he doesn't, they lose. Does that make sense? They need a center, I think. Okay, yeah, Coloco is – he's promising as a shot blocker, but he's but not he's just, he's, the answer. You yeah. know, he's not a high-ceiling player. Shea, not the answer. He's a backup. Right. Like, if they – you know, okay, Gary Trent, let's get rid of <laughs> him, and if we could get, like – um one of Orlando's many things. Uh, Miles oh, by Turner. the way, I got to mention this for Orlando. Get, and you talked about the G League with McClunk. Guess who's in the G League? I, I heard Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. You know, you never know, man. Like, maybe Jonathan Isaac is dominant again. You never know. It's funny because you're like, oh, wow. Him. You know, like, why do they give him $75 million on the, You look at his stats. It's like, you know what? His stat lines were never bad. No, he they were steady. Everything. It's just... He hasn't played for three years. You forget how he is. And why would you want to go back and watch Orlando Magic clips from, from you know, <laughs> yeah. really any point? But it's just, you know, if he comes back, well, what does that mean for Mo Bamba, who's not terrible? What does that mean for, you know, Wendell Follow. Carter Jr.? Because um, Wagner's not going anywhere. He's the new guy. You got Bonchero, who's never going to go anywhere. So if you bring Jonathan, he comes back. Well, then what do you do with all these big men you have? You have to get rid of one. So what they kind of, you know, they've always we vote in the same thing with we. They've always had just a log jam of everything with nobody really standing out. And what if we yeah. start moving some of these pieces and to for for every you know GM to be remember last year? Oh, we want a first for um, Terry Harris Ross. or Terry and Gary here. Either yeah. or, right. and it's just everyone's like, why? And, you know, um, the same thing with, with Phoenix. Well, we want a first for Jay Crowder. He's not playing. That's so not happening. That is not happening. His attitude killed it, mm -hmm. number one. And number two, he's not a player who's worth that. You know, um, Bogdanovich in Detroit, is he worth sort of a uh, late 20s first? 
Yeah, he, he signed maybe. he signed an extension, so he's not he has one well, year left. That was that was kind of messy. We talked about that on the previous show, and I was confused. I thought because he signed the extension before uh, that hadn't kicked in yet that he wasn't eligible for a trade. I was wrong. He can be traded. Yeah, it was just a so, one year add on. Right, right. <laughs> but that's worthy of a twenty eighth picks for something. I think. Yeah, and he's he's been a steady scorer for Detroit. Detroit has stunk, but like they. He's been good, him and Sadiq Bey. You know, I think their season was deep six the moment Kate Cunningham went out with the leg injury. Like, that's, that, the, that's what you sort of shit. have. A team was, yeah. oh, they'll be exciting to watch. Because, you know, oh, Cade Cunningham and you have um, Jaden Ivey and you have... Killian Hayes. Uh, Killian, yeah. uh, Killian Hayes is sort of... Jalen Duran, but he's out with an ankle injury right now. Duran is, is learning how to play. You have... Um, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, like you said, uh, Marvin Bagley, what, can he bring it back? Oh, this is sort of a fun team to start to start watching. Oh, Cunningham goes out. Well, they're back to. Um, <laughs> let but, me ask you. Let yes. me ask you this one. Um, would you rather be in the Detroit scenario where possibly you got not that many people attending Little Caesars Arena to watch to not watch your terrible team or have 68,000 people show up for your 50th anniversary and get blown out by the Warriors the way that the Spurs did in the Alamo Dome? Well, you know they're going to. That was. I mean, the... yeah, I think most of them were there to see Curry. <laughs> Everybody know? was A, to see Curry, and B, to be like, I was part of that record. And looking at all the pictures online, like. I don't know how those tickets could have cost more than $10 for any of those seats and because be you honest, couldn't see I, anything. I see. I mean, I've, I mean, as wrestling fans, we know attendance figures. That did not look like 68,000 people. Like, it reminded me of, like, the thing where Jerry's World, oh, we got 100,000 people for the All-Star Game. No, you did not. That is not 100,000 people. It's oh, not. you had 68,000 because doesn't the Alamo like, Dome, like, hold 60,000 just uh, in the, the football part? Uh. You know, it's one of the smaller ones, but yeah, you can probably you can pack that the Alamo Dome. It's not the Carrier Dome. The Carrier Dome is kind of like a much smaller, like quote unquote, dome. Whereas Alamo Dome is bigger than that. So yeah, you could get away with it. Yeah. So if if the football part portion alone, let's just say fifty. Yeah. And you have a ton of seats in the bottom. Yeah, it can. The, the top parts can be fairly empty and you'd still fit 60 in there plus you know how many companies just like oh let's just go buy a couple Either hundred tickets or, or they were practically giving them away at the door that's I, I would imagine that's more yeah. of we want to set the record come mm-hmm. in buy one get one free night family night here buy right. a get a free hot dog whatever um speaking of uh just bad right now and i believe this is the intro to the to the episode the Bulls. The, the Zach Levine taking a two when you're down three. And well, I'm going to be honest. It, it, I mean, it didn't start with this game, but like that Donovan Mitchell game, uh, like we talked about this a little bit at length with the Knicks when they lost that game where Luka went crazy and had the 60 point triple double and set the record. When Mitchell had that game where he got the <laughs> unbelievably, he also got a missed free throw put back <laughs> just like Luka did. But he went off for 71. And that's the most is Kobe in 06. But when you're on the receiving end of that, it sort of sullies you. Do you think that that kind of followed them for a little while? Or do you think they can bounce They've been a mess beforehand. You have all you have Zach Levine, Levine going to the media. You have... Now, Levine went off for a couple of weeks. He had one where he uh, had 11 three-pointers against Philadelphia. Yeah. But, um, so, do you think Billy Vontanem is done? 
Maybe. Well, let's let's get to February and see. But it's getting it's getting testy. Uh, there, I mean, we mentioned you know they they went all in last year. Like, how is this going to work two years from now when everybody's when it sort of turns on them and when it sort of became that way? And it's like, well, you're not championship material, and um, all the trades you gave you might have. Look at the look at the haul they got from it. it's like eh you know you I might know, have... I know this is off topic but you can get, I'll let you jump back on this one but uh, can I put my conspiracy theory cap on you for, uh, and talk to you for a second they're gonna get the number one pick no if Billy Donovan's fired guess who's struggling in Kentucky Coach Cal yeah I think Billy Donovan might just take his place you think they get rid of Cal it, it's it's bad it's not looking good. But does it really matter if you still get the number one recruiting team every year? <laughs> but no, like, yeah, they're in, they're in a little bit of trouble. De- DeRozan's got an injury. Um, uh, and, and, and here's the thing that's scary about uh, Chicago. Outside of Ball, they're fairly they're fairly healthy. So they don't really have any excuses left. No, it was – I don't want to say it's roster construction again because – you have um, Vucevic, but who's the other big behind them? Every, Patrick like, Williams. their bench, who is really a non-entity, almost. He has he, some good games if he gets to the But free he's not line, an he offensive, he never was an offensive option. It never was brought meant to be one. True. So he was always just sort of be the garbage man. But look at their bench. Like, they just have all guards. Mm-hmm. They just want a very small team, and the construction just well we you know they they're perpetual we need a point guard and okay well we got Lonzo Ball well he's they thought not... those acquisitions that made them top heavy were going to carry them and it turns out as we've seen it's not it can't carry them the DeRozan Vucevic Levine triumvirate cannot carry them by itself that's what's been proven you know and it's a shame but you know yeah that is roster construction I'll go far enough to say that you know but um and um what did yes. you think of uh, What did you think of uh, Mitchell's uh, homecoming in Utah, where he went went off, but they still lost? That happens. Um, do you think Utah's moved on from it already, or do you think it's too early to tell? Utah, the fans, or Utah, the team? The team. Well, of course, the team has. We the the team blatantly went into tank mode, and um, at you know, a first round draft pick is better than the best player we have. Mm-hmm type thing and well you know, you know the reports the only two untouchables are Kessler and Markkinen and it's just Kessler had seven blocks in the game I would not trade him right now <laughs> to be honest with you I would I agree with that yeah but he I don't know well it takes time he needs you know there he's yeah. still on a short minutes and yeah. um I, I'm not ready to buy on him just yet you know but um but of course yeah, they did and, it and was then- the team then, has to be like, well, we got, you know, we blew up our entire team. Our team was two players. Now they're all gone. Connolly is just like, yeah, I'm just an old man now. <laughs> yeah, and he, everyone he, else is like, he got, we- he got the ultimate. You are old. He got a DNP rest. <laughs> the moment I see that, I know. Okay, you're old now. <laughs> and and everyone else is sort of like, well, we know we're on the trading block because that's the way the team is going. So they're not. You can't be like, well, we're going to be still in it, and well, we're going to hold on to this. And there were no hard feelings because it was just, well, a team gave us a ton of money, and we we that was a strategy to begin with. And well, it is what it is. So that's uh, what I have to say about Utah. Do you, do you think the Memphis going on a tear is just the fact that they got Desmond Bain back? No, 
it's just like you mentioned, everybody else is sort of blah going 500 ball and Memphis is the only one. And they had, don't forget, they had a cold streak a couple, like maybe a month or so back. Yeah, they they had a they had a stretch where they weren't doing great, and uh, Morant was sort of going off with big points, but he wasn't getting a lot of assists, you know. But then they they righted the ship, and now they're I believe they're first in the West. If not, they're right there. I um, believe they're them and Denver are tied. Denver, but I forgot about Denver in this whole, you know. So who's, they've been good, yeah. So you mentioned, you know, who's hot? Memphis, Denver, Boston, Brooklyn, and I guess Miami sort of had an upswing. Uh, yeah, you had no, mentioned, Miami, so... seems, Miami seems to be a little better. Indiana seemed to be getting hot again, but then Halliburton hurt his knee. So but we'll everybody's see how they are. Like, sort of playing 500. Oh, you're going, <laughs> yeah. you know, six and four, four and six. Everybody's just sort of, eh, we drop a game, who cares? Eh, we pick up a game, who cares? Um, but just one, one quick random question, which I, I know you'll be amused by it. Okay. Who Who's the coach of the year right now? Who's, because... The top two pick frontrunners are interim coaches, so how, they can't be coach of the year because they're just interim, um, right? Would you be crazy if I said Will Hardy with the um, Jazz? But the Jazz are just 500, mm-hmm. almost. I mean, I've seen teams with 500, coaches with 500 records get the coach of the year simply because they had zero expectations of them. Mike Brown with the with the Kings. But have you ever heard it where the, the best coach of the year will be technically the third best coach? Mm-hmm. With Missoula and Jacques Vaughn. They, they they can they be coach of the year if they're technically not Jacques Vaughn's a good one yeah like, I mean they've been good like I, I am but they're not they're just how, them. they're not full coaches I I do agree I I get what you're saying I do worry about how they're gonna look with Durant out with the knee for a month uh I I'm so, that's a TBD for me I want to see what they are like with just Kyrie at the lead and Seth Curry but that's the way they've always been they've never had all their full people back so. It'll be Kyrie and you move, you know, Ben Simmons just plays the four and well, just be a power forward. Simmons has the Simmons has the weirdest lines. Like, let me say this. He had a game where he had zero points, but he had nine rebounds and 13 assists. Like, yeah, to me, that's a good game. That's a a great game. And that's what he was brought in sort of to be that defensive first team player of be there, move the ball, get. But you don't need to shoot to 13 assists is still. 20 at least 26 points play defense right you know play d and then be positive in the plus minus game be a difference you don't need to be the score i mean it's just it's just amazing that he's a non-offensive player especially in an era where we're just like or in a not necessarily yeah you could say an era but a season where just scoring is out of control I i remember seeing a game where the thunder i believe scored 150 points against the Sixers. They didn't even play Shea Gilgis Alexander. There was a game uh, uh, maybe about a week or so ago where the Hornets, I think, scored 50 points in the first quarter on the Bucks. It's like, what? You know, like, there are some really wacky um, games, like, for sure. We're just not seeing it singularly. You know, I felt like Mitchell 71 was the coup de grace, and then it sort of calmed down after that, and now we're just seeing sort of, like, okay-ish performances. I mean, Lillard went for 50 in a game, but, like, we still are seeing these games, though, where, like, teams are just blowing out other teams. Does that make sense? It, it, you're seeing random, like, how how did this happen? How did, yeah. you know, um, uh, Sacramento win by 30? Oh, well, Sabonis had a triple-double. Yeah, I could see that happen. Well, how did Detroit win? Oh, Sadiq Bay had 45. So yeah. if you have basically one random player who shoots um, 80%, 
for the game. It's like, oh, well, he was on fire. And the way the league is, if one person is sort of on fire, you, that's a good chance their team's going to win, period. Who's right. not, you know, not the, you know, we expect Giannis, we expect Tatum to have these points. But if you have some sort of bench player, like, oh, you know, Jalen Williams had 40. Okay, I see how that happened. Oh, Josh Giddy had triple-double. Oh, oh, that explains Josh, it. Let me tell you, man, Josh Giddy's a good player. You know, he's not an aggressive player, but he's a good player. He's developing. He was. He's supposed to be that all-round, uh, I don't want to say superstar, but just sort of that, uh, kind of in the Marcus Smart mold of fill the stat sheet mm-hmm. and have that insane energy and be all over. Yeah, like, I mean, that was. I think that was one of the reasons why Boston struggled for a minute because Smart was out for a little bit, but now he's back. Um, the other one is uh, the one. The other one I did want to mention about uh, to you is like, is Kawhi is starting to kind of get in his bag in L.A., but the Clippers are struggling. Do you are you starting to get on the side of they're not going to make the NBA Finals, or do you think there's still time? I think they're very Jekyll and Hyde-ish, and they can easily just say, let's just turn it on for a four-game series. Yeah, well, George has been out, too. I don't remember the injury, but he's basically— they, they, It's always you watch, you see the stat line. It's like, well, they never play with their full component. One of those two are always out. Mm-hmm, true. And I think, okay, we have a two-week schedule. We have to play this one team seven times. Let's just focus on this one. Because, oh, well, they dropped against Detroit, but then they went and destroyed Chicago. Well, yeah, then they went to Minnesota and then dropped it. And this guy didn't play. And yeah. there, there's been – hasn't been consistency. Min- Minnesota's been okay. Um, They had the dreaded team meeting. But after the team meeting, they won like four out of five games or five out of six. So – um, and Towns isn't back yet. When Towns comes back, which I would have to assume is in a week or so, they're um they'll be good again. I think they'll be um they'll be all right. I know everyone is doom is is talking gloom and doom about how about the fallout of the Rudy Gobert trade. I think it's too early to say that. We're not even at the playoffs yet. You know the, the doom and gloom is they're not the first team, which we said they should be better. But you looked at them. And you saw D'Angelo Russell is still sort of not didn't fit in and hasn't been that person. You know, Towns wanted him in and didn't become that guy. Yeah. And well, Gobert's in there and he's a defensive player of the year. Yeah, but then you we we've seen the stats say you don't pass to him and he doesn't <laughs> do anything. So how can he be an offensive player if you decide we're just gonna alienate him? Right. It, I'm I, I think I think Minnesota I think Minnesota is uh, like I keep saying this, uh, preaching patience. Like even Phoenix and um, and uh, Atlanta. Like I still think they all have time. Like I just don't think it's like I think it's a little too early to pull the plug. To be quite honest, I think it's all going to come down to the last two to three weeks, where because everybody's going to still be probably bunched together. And that's what right. I was about to say. I think when we get to March, it's going to be looking just like this, especially in the Western Conference. And it's like when you watch. Um, Ah, uh, what is it? The the thousand meters in the Olympics where everybody runs around the same course seven times. Then the eighth lap, teams start to okay. I need to go make this run now. I need to make my move. And like horse racing too. Everybody sort of stays in the pack, and then okay, final stretch. Here we go. Now let's make. And you're gonna have okay. Look, if I stay in the middling, I'm in the West. I'm there are currently three and a half games that separate fifth and twelfth. So three games, let's wait to the last week. Okay, I know I got to win. I got to go sort of seven and three in the end. Bam, I go from now I'm 10th, now I'm to sixth. 
so I get that yeah. extra week of rest. And and it's uh, not any, and it's nothing foreign. We've seen this quite a bit in the NBA where teams just go on a run in the last month. But sometimes this, that push in the last month is is the is really was their last gasp because they'll get to the play in or the playoff and they just have no they they get outmatched by the team that they're matched up with and that's it. And people are like, well you did all that pushing for the playoffs for nothing. It's like, well no, you also do some team building and you figure out who your you figure out who your go to's are. Like it's a it's a constructive process to try to get to the playoffs by making a last second push. But I think this year will be extra crazy because everybody just sort of is Still being reserved. And when the trade deadline comes, because I can see at least one team has to make a panic trade. So mm. once that happens and things start shaking out from that direction, then we can sort of figure it out. And but, we're a ways from that. That's February 9th. So, like, I mean, that's like right before the Super Bowl and the playoffs literally for the <laughs> NFL just started. <laughs> like, I just hope it's as dramatic as the college football title game. <laughs> what was the final score? Uh, sixty-three to seven. Holy shit! Now the um the semis yeah. were good. The semis were excellent. Yeah, obviously. semis were good. And it was just like, well, you everyone's like, oh man, I hope TC. I'm rooting for TCU, but I got the feeling it's gonna be a blowout. And it's just like, yeah, that's People not. People have even... to understand in college football, Cinderella dies. Cinderella always dies. Like in the NBA, Cinderella also dies. Let's be honest. How many Cinderellas have we truly had in the NBA? Let's be real. Oh, I don't know. That's a deep dive for another day. But um, any final thoughts? No, I mean, do you notice that it's a little chippier lately? A little bit more scrums. We saw the Killian Hayes one where he got where he shoved somebody into the um into the magic bench and they got into a mess. Was well, it? Cause... Wait a minute, I'm wrong about that. Who was who was, was it? Killian Hayes or was it somebody else who did that? It was Killian. It was. Oh no, it was. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. It was Mo Wagner who did that. Yeah, Mo Wagner hip checked him into the bench, and Achilles yes. came in and knocked and him out. It caused a big mess, and I think we had a hilarious day where um, the Magic had almost their entire team suspended because they left the bench. Um, we saw one where, oh God, what two? It was just recently where they got into a bit of a. It was Malik Monk. Malik Monk got into a uh, into an argument, and uh, in they Houston, had, yeah, there were injections there. And well, let me say, there's one consistent thing: the Houston Rockets are going to lose. <laughs> That's one consistent thing. I have not seen them win. Like I haven't looked at their schedule, but it feels to me, Adam, like they haven't won a game in like two months. They just don't look good at all around. That's a guy who's going to be gone. Soon. He's there's, again. We mentioned there's no point of firing him now because what does that do? You're just going to clean house at the end of the year. So bringing an interim guy in doesn't really help yeah. you just sort of all right you got 40 games to go but, but no my general thing is like do you feel like people are getting frustrated because no because they... the season started on christmas so this is now the competitive time to play mm -hmm. but that's good i mean it's not good to get nasty with people but like you know it's it shows that the, you know the hype is coming and like people are starting to get competitive and um, you know, people are like, okay, we let you do, we did the Olay defense for now. I'm not going to let you do that. We're not going to do this anymore. It's time to get serious. You know, I actually kind of like that. Sometimes though, you got, you have casualties <laughs> and casualties mean suspensions in today's NBA, unfortunately. All right. So for Andrew Reich, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Yeah.